It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson. Tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune in to the Turn On The Jets podcast. everybody welcome back to the turn the jets podcast i'm your host will parkinson at will Palovna on twitter instagram and tiktok aaron Rodgers is a mother effing jet uh emergency reaction pod joe and, and joe and connor just had their episode out we're gonna follow it up here with me and joe uh talking a little bit of aaron Rodgers. joe how we doing uh in your words how we doing how we feeling man i'm very happy i'm very relieved of course this would happen on like a monday we were both just like talking like oh it's like an exhausting monday it's draft week we know we got a big week a weekend upcoming and look the i had like a brief second where i was like huh that was like a little more than i thought then i was like what what am i talking about like aaron Rodgers is the jets quarterback they actually have a real chance to win the afc east this year this is like goddamn amazing. Just picturing Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to Garrett Wilson after everything we've watched the quarterback. I'm happy. I'm relieved. Like everyone, I am tired of talking about what this trade could be, leverage, all of that crap. It's going to be good to move forward into the draft, knowing what they still need to do, knowing they have a few months, uh, knowing he'll be there for training camp from day one. And we just go from there, man. So it's... uh. It's exciting. They only had, they had a very limited number of moves they could make to be relevant the next two years with how they messed up with Zach Wilson. And they hit on one of the paths that they had. And now it's officially official. And that's a credit to the organization and Joe Douglas for getting it done. Wow. I, uh, I left myself on mute as if this was 2020. Um, at the end of the day, we, we talk about this a lot in NBA trades. We talk about this in baseball all the time. In the NFL, I feel like we don't really see every – we've never really – I don't know if we've ever really seen anything like this. Obviously, Brady didn't get traded. Peyton didn't get traded. I guess Joe Montana got traded, so that's really the only one you can look at. And, and Rodgers, I think, is a far better player. I know maybe not resume-wise, but watch the two guys play football. One guy is pretty clearly better. Um, and you end up with the best player, and you end up with the four-time MVP quarterback. I'm okay with giving up swapping 13 and 15 in a draft that is widely considered pretty awful. Um, like, I don't know how many times we have to hear, oh, this isn't a blue chip player draft. The Jets moved back two spots. Yes. Is it great? Or is the stipulation on the 2024 pick? Is it very likely going to become a one? Sure. So it's a two and a one. 
uh, for basically uh, the Jets moving up and, you know, into the, in the fifth round and, you know, moving back two spots in the first round. The Jets got Aaron Rodgers. That's really all that matters here. Um, I'm not sure why the narrative's already, <laughs> the Jets got fleeced. That, eh, I don't think they got fleeced because they're now a Super Bowl contender and Green Bay is going to be a team that very easily could be picking inside the top five or top 10 um, if Jordan Love doesn't turn out to be, um, you know, God's gift from earth. So um, I want to kind of touch on just the excitement around around the building and, and more from like the players perspective. I think we've, you know, Sauce and, and Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson had their, you know, little live stream probably, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. And um, that, that, you know, that was exciting and stuff, but now seeing the reaction, you know, talking to, you know, I talked to a bunch of players earlier and like the, the reaction is just, let's go in a Super Bowl. And, and I think that's not something we've seen here from, you know, from the Jets in you know, a very, very long time. And frankly, they've never had anybody on that's, you know, put on, you know, put on the green and white in the franchise's history. That's as good as Aaron Rodgers has been his first, you know, 15, 16 years in the league. What do you make of the excitement of not only just the young guys, but the veterans, the the team, like there's just some unreal excitement now um, with apparently six primetime games uh, incoming from, as Adam Schefter reported. Six primetime games is just wild. That's going to be something. And uh, I think Giants is definitely one. I think Dallas is going to be one on Thanksgiving. And I think we'll probably get New England and Buffalo in there too. But look, I, I think you saw this a little bit with some of the, the new guys they brought in last year when they won in Green Bay and when they won uh, against Miami earlier in the season in Pittsburgh. Like there is a belief of the from the sauce and from the Brees and from the Garrett Wilson and from AVT and some of the young guys on this team that is not tied to all the history of jets losing that thinks that they have one of the best young teams in football. And anyone who plays football from a football perspective knows how good Aaron Rodgers is. Uh, he had a down year last year was injured and was still pretty damn good. Most of the time. And he's won NFL MVP two of the last uh, three years. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a, a, just a different level of play that we've just not seen here. And it just, the guys on that team, know it increases their ceiling as players. And I know everyone gets something like this stuff on Twitter from some now. It's like, Oh, this has got to be hard for Zach Wilson. Like you put all the Zach Wilson stuff aside, unless your quarterback is like Mahomes or Burrow or Herbert or like a few other people, this would be the reaction of any guys on any team getting Aaron Rodgers because Garrett Wilson all of a sudden really looks like he could be like a 1500 yard receiver and have like nine, 10, 11, 12 touchdowns next year. How many times was he missed last year by Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, or Mike white Brees hall. You can't load the box up like you would against Zach Wilson. When you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, you know, who's going to look a lot better next year, Tyler Conklin, you know, who's going to look a lot better next year. Uh, if he's still here, Corey Davis, all these Michael Carter, all these guys who have been like kind of disappointing, Lake and Tomlinson, their lives will get much easier and they will look better when they have a great quarterback. And these guys know that same thing on the defense, right? If your offense has the ability to score touchdowns and not kick field goals and punt, how much easier does sauce Gardner and Quinn and Williams life get if they're playing with a lead, how many more opportunities does that lead for a sack or for an interception? This is juice to all of these guys' resumes and opportunities. And it's exciting. If you're a young player, you went from a team that is truly like an afterthought, like no Sunday night football, no Monday night football. They play one Thursday night game a year that gets buried in December. Now you're a national team. They're going to be in that four o'clock slot 
all the time when they're not on night games. Players like that. If you were a 23-year-old receiver or cornerback, you would be fired up to play on Sunday night football or Monday night football and get that exposure. It's an organization-changing move. And the Jets have not been a national team like this since 2010. And you pull all that business and optics stuff out of it, they have a real path to winning the AFC East. They have more work to do this offseason. I say that just because Buffalo, I, I think the best of Buffalo was probably two years ago, and their window was to beat Kansas City in that game that they ultimately blew. I don't know if they're ever going to get to being that good. They're still really good, and they're still going to make the playoffs, and they're still the favorites to win the AFC East in my mind. But the Jets got a real chance to knock them off this year, whereas last year it was like a little bit of a pipe dream for a while after they knocked them off the first time. They have the guns to do it now because on any given day, Rodgers can be the best player on the field. Do I think right now in totality, he's better than Mahomes, Burrow, or Josh Allen? Probably not, although Allen can be a little erratic at times. But on any given day, could he be the best player on the field? Yes. And can he, when he is at his best, be like one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the NFL? Absolutely. So we're not talking about the Jets going from the 30th worst quarterback in the league to the 16th best quarterback in the league if they got like Kirk Cousins or Jimmy G we're talking about them prospectively having a top five quarterback in the NFL to go with the offensive rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year Brees Hall AVT the list goes on it's a it's an organizational change and they've never had a winning mandate really I can't remember since 2011 I would guess maybe a little bit in 2016 but not really like the expectation is to make the playoffs and win the AFCs this year. There's no competitive football in December. There's no, we're building. It's like, fuck it. We're all in. We need to win this year. And that's it. Yeah. Look, uh, I just, I was looking at the, these stats earlier. This is where I just, I look to myself and say, I'm sorry. I, as much as yes, would the jet, you'd like to have the Jets state at 13. Would you like better conditions on the first round pick next year? Second, whatever. Sure. Aaron Rodgers since 2008, 474 passing touchdowns. The Jets, worse than the NFL, 276. Aaron Rodgers, 104 interceptions. The Jets, most in the NFL, 267. We talked a lot about last year. Okay, you know, there's a lot of talent here. Is this Jets team, is it a fluky 7 and 10? Should they really be 8 and 9, 9 and 8, whatever it was, right? Like we went down that stretch and, you know, 7 4 going into the Buffalo game and the whole nine yards. They did that with a really awesome year from the defense and they had some nice offensive weapons. The defense was trailing the entire game because the quarterback play was historically bad. Um, they're going they're going from probably arguably one of the two or three worst NFL draft busts ever at quarterback to a guy who could go down as the, the second or third best quarterback ever. So um, I, I spare me with the, uh, you know, I, I just can't get into, into crying over pick swaps. The Jets moved up from the sixth round to the fifth round. You know, they moved back two spots and again in a draft that's, supposed to be very bad and you know again there should be still some you no know, there's tackles there the Packers could have moved up wanting a specific guy we'll see what happens there but the excitement the expectation that winning matters and this organization hasn't won in you know whatever 50 plus years of Super Bowl but they haven't even been in the playoffs they're the worst playoff drought in you know in, prof in the four major professional sports right now so I think there's a lot of true excitement. You mentioned it, obviously, you know, some moves that could potentially follow. We'll see, uh, you know, what happens there. I feel like the the moves that are going to follow, it's going to be a Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis swap with Denzel Mims and, and uh, Kenny Yeboah. But, you know, we'll see, we'll see kind of what else happens, what else happens there. And again, you mentioned 
guys like Garrett Wilson, the Tyler Conklins of the world, the, you know, Brees Halls should all thrive in an offensive Aaron Rodgers in full FU mode, healthy behind, you know, with better weapons, a better defense, um, a coordinator he actually likes working with. There's a lot of different things there. And I think he's going to be more motivated a year ago. I'm not sure. Um, he got the best of Aaron Rodgers pre uh, preseason. Uh, I think this year is going to be a little different. And when he has a point to prove, he usually wins the MVP. It's happened four separate times and you could argue should have had a fifth. So um, I guess we'll close with this. Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll see what the over-unders come out at. Um, you know, I know there were some, they were floating around nine and a half. If you go into your head today, um, probably a terrible reference to use, but we're going to use it anyways. It's 640 on, you know, April 24th. Jets, you know, are they 11, 12, 13 win team? Or are we still talking nine or eight, like nine or 10 wins? Like what's your way too early, you know, uh, record prediction before, uh, before the draft on Thursday? I will say, and of course, subject to change, I will say 11 and six or maybe 12 and five. I think 11 and six may be enough to win the AFCs this year. I could see them and Buffalo both being 11 and six and like you win on a tiebreaker and, that's not going to be your, you know, your one seed, but that's still a home playoff game uh, in round one, which I'd take. So I, I think, I don't think that's an unrealistic goal. I'm assuming, yeah, their Vegas over under will like hover around like nine and a half. Maybe it gets like a little more inflated because the Jets are like a public team now, which is bizarre. Um, but I, I think 11 is doable uh, with their schedule, with their division. I think they should be good enough to get over the hump in those New England games now. And some of the other ones on the schedule uh, should be doable. And 11 should put you in position to seriously compete for the AFCs. Maybe 12 is really that number. I don't, I don't think they're a 13, 14, or 15 win team. Uh, but 11 or 12 is kind of where I'm mentally circling right now. And that, that feels about right for pre-draft. Yeah, I think if, look, if they nail, if they can stay healthy, and if they get anything close, they get 80% of 2020 or 2021 Rodgers, they're probably winning 12 or 13 games. If they get somewhere in the middle of last year and 2021, it's probably a 10 or 11 win team. Um, the goal is to, the goal should be to host a playoff game. Uh, I'm not going to put the Super Bowl expectation on them, but why not try to go host a playoff game at worst, uh, you know, win, you know, get, get to the divisional round one way or another. I, I think, as much as I'd love to put the expectation of an AFC championship game or, you know, Super Bowl, if we really do think this is a two-year window with Rodgers, I, I, I'd like to see them get into the second round of the playoffs. I think anything other than that, you're happy. Anything less than that, you're feeling, you're feeling a bit uh, feeling a bit disappointed. But we'll have a lot more on the on the channel. Connor and Joe just had their episode drop on Badlands. This will be dropping um, a little bit later tonight. I'll have Leger Duzwa on, on the show tomorrow. We'll have draft stuff. We'll talk Rodgers, obviously, and, and Joe and Connor will do their uh will be doing their thing on uh, on Badlands. So thanks everybody for listening. A pre, you know, an exciting enjoy the day. Aaron Rodgers is in New York chat, and uh, we'll talk to everybody tomorrow.